You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Hi, folks. If you just joined me and you're a big Joel McHale fan, you don't know who the hell I am, which is very possible. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you giving me the chance. And hopefully after this episode, uh, you'll listen to more of my episodes. That's what you hope. I, I really think this is a great episode with Joel McHale. I'm not tooting my own horn, but uh, it was one of my favorites. Uh, I felt incredibly comfortable talking to him. And uh, he was open about just about to everything I asked him. Wouldn't you say, Ryan? Yeah, I, th- I would say he's very comfortable. <laughs> very comfortable. He sent me some gin. He sent me yeah. like this gin that I guess, I don't know if they give him money or whatever, but a uh, bottle of gin and glasses and stuff like that. It was really uh, nice. I meant that he was com- He laid on the couch. The he laid on the couch time. so you had to sit down because he's a, a, a very tall, he's muscular a t- man. He's a tall man. He is. He's in great shape. He looked great. I, was, uh, I, was, I wasn't shocked. I was more shocked at how bad I looked next to him. I believe. Yeah, well, he's still hosting television. You got to look a certain way. Yeah, what are you saying? I have to shave? <laughs> I'm saying he has to be more prepared for stuff. Yeah. Are you saying that I have to get back in shape to do that stuff? I'm saying you look great the way you mm-hmm. are. I don't know if I believe that. Mm-hmm. Now I'm in my head for the rest of the episode. Way to go. <laughs> uh, hey, guys, if you really like the show, please subscribe, write a review. Uh, if you watch on YouTube, you can write a review. You could also write a review on Apple. Ryan, tell them where they could subscribe. Follow the podcast on Twitter at, at Inside of You Pod on Twitter at Inside of You Podcast on Instagram and Facebook, YouTube.com slash Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. That's correct. A big thanks to my producing uh, partner there, Bryce, my engineer and editor, Ryan. Fantastic work. Guys, I'm going to be um, at the end of the show. Listen for it. But I'll tell you where I'm going to be. I'm doing some conventions. They're going to be a lot of fun. And also where to Zoom me if you want to Zoom me at Sunspin.com and a bunch of other things after the podcast. But let's just get into this one. This is, uh, again, one of my favorites. And uh, we talk about everything. We talk about uh, working with Chevy Chase and how after Chevy's departure, how that affected him and um, just life in general. Let's get inside of Joel McHale. It's my point of view. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. You're like the Henry Winkler of younger actors because <laughs> you, you're likable. Like everybody, I've never heard one bad thing. Oh, Joel McHale. Oh, I love Joel McHale. Oh, I it's was always say, I love Joel McHale. It's nice of you to call me young. Are you not young? No, I'm going to be 50 this year. I'll be 49 this year. Welcome to our world. Well, doesn't that mean we have, my brother always says you're 49. So you're, well, when I turned 40, he's like, you know, you're closer to 80 than zero. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like that. So now I'm 40. I'll be 49. So, I mean, life, what's the average life expectancy? Uh, what does your producer say? I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's 271. Just in case you want to talk through your penis, I just <laughs> aimed, aimed, aimed the monkey. Yeah, that penis. was weird. <laughs> what is the penis going to say? Do you know, yeah, what would the I penis I don't know. Say? What's the average? Uh, penis got, size? In, yeah, about 80. Uh, life size? 85. <laughs> 85. Well, I would say it's probably late 70s, isn't it? No, maybe I, it's 80. Is it 80s? Yeah, I think it's close to 80 now. I think it went down with COVID yeah. and now it's popping back up again. Yeah. We. Do you remember where we met? Uh, the first time. Mm-hmm. No. I mean, I know where we saw each other, uh, but was that where we met? I thought we met maybe i don't know i remember we were testing for the community yes and it was it was a network test it was just me and you it was just the two of us yeah and my agent kept saying well it's just between you and this guy joel McHale." yeah and i remember going in but i remember talking to you and i my brother picked me up from the audition and i said 
He goes, how'd you do? I go, I did great. He goes, what do you think? I go, no way. He goes, what do you mean? I go, this guy walked in there and he was just charming as fuck. He was handsome. He just, he just, he just seemed smarter than me. He was, he just, I'm telling wow. you, I think he got the role. I swear to God. And then you got the role. I, I just, in fact, I remember going, I don't even want the role now because this guy, this is his role. Wow. That is, so my experience was, oh, I didn't get that. That's how you felt. Yeah. I was like the handsomer, smarter, more charming guy went in. No. And I swear to you. And then after there, so after I went in, the network was like, eh, we're on the fence. And then I was put, they put me on camera to record the scene because I think I was nervous. And then I recorded the scene. They showed the network, the camera scene. They went, okay. Were you nervous that second time? It's like, it gets worse and worse, doesn't it? What the fuck? Uh, At that point, I think I had gone over the material so much that, um, I think I could have done it uh, on, for anyone like on five oxy suspended over a bridge. So, uh, but I remember going like, Oh, I have literally, by the way, I've never ever said this, that this thing out loud. Uh, what? I've never like talked about like how we were up for the role. Oh, wow. Yeah. I've yeah, never, I had neither. I remember talking about it to some people, but, uh, it was just one of those roles I remember and I'm not being, you know, nice and like humble about it i just remember saying he's gonna get the role i know he's gonna get the role it just seemed if you and you watch the show it just fits i'm more kind of like you're dry rye you know you have that certain personality that you just kind of that leading man that all the stuff comes at you and you just bounce it off in a funny way i think we're just a little different i might be too much and you you're just it's like porridge oh i don't think you're too much i don't what no i'm not putting myself down completely my my listeners hate when i do that really well, yeah, but I, I mean it. And I don't try to think, you know, I said something about being smart and they're like, well, stop saying you're not smart. I'm like, I didn't say I'm not smart. I just, I don't know. It's better to say you're not smart and then, then go, I know exactly what I'm talking about. Right. <laughs> I a hundred percent agree with you because uh, you become a dick very fast. Right. I think it's very good to approach things going. I don't know everything about this. And so I'm going to approach it as I don't know anything about this. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's why I remember seeing Akira Kurosawa, thank you, uh, get his Lifetime Achievement Oscar. And he was like, man, I have so much to learn from these young directors. Wow. Who, and I was like, that seems right. As that's... opposed to the dickholes that are like, well, I know how it all works. I can see the entire thing, folks. It's okay to think you're good at something, but it's how you sort of present it to the world. Like, there has to be some kind of, you can't just say, yeah, I'm fucking great. I deserve this Oscar. I'm awesome. Yeah. Thank you. I deserve this. And you guys did the right thing for once. Thank right. you. Good night. Yes. <laughs> the, and it happens every once in a while where someone does get an Oscar and then they give a speech where you go, well, that wasn't real um, grateful. <laughs> that just seemed like they expected it and um, they agreed. Yeah. And even if you think that you should be like, wow, the group of people I'm up against is bananas and I cannot believe I'm standing up here yeah. instead of like. Yeah, first one. Uh, or yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you a story. I was uh, here's a double name drop for you. I have a game I play when Steve I Steve Martin. Go ahead. Well, I worked with him. As have I. Thank you. I know you have. But when I name drop, I drop something. <laughs> so I was at Carrie oh. Carrie Fisher's house. Oh, good one. Drop and Sharon Stone was there. Dropped another pen. Okay. And I ended up talking with Sharon Stone and someone else that wasn't as big as Sharon Stone. <laughs> and she because why name them i mean, it's I mean stone. that's a big list of people who is not as big as well known as sharon stone no matter Oof, what yeah but sharon's so 
it was really bizarre, but she kept, I, I, I'm not putting it down. I think she's a terrific actress. She's pr- very, I'm sure very bright, but she kept, I swear to God, may I die if I'm lying. This is not just hearsay. This is one-on-one. She talked about her IQ and how off the charts brilliant she was. Oh. And I remember going, God, if I said that, well, first I, I could never say that, but she kept going on about it. And then other people were hearing this and we were just kind of like, oh, she's like, yes, the dot, you know, the you know, my colleagues or whatever say that you're absolutely brilliant off the charts with your IQ. And that, it was that it, I'm <laughs> speechless. And I would say the one time her IQ was off the charts was in Goodfellas because that performance was a masterpiece. Oh, it was a masterpiece. That said, did you read the thing that she put in her book that she went in to for surgery for to have minor benign uh, growths removed and the surgeon decided while she was under to go ahead and give her breast implants. That is a real story that she really told. And I look it up, go right ahead. It's in her book that she was getting some cysts removed that were benign. Right. And the doctor thought, you know what? Sharon deserves better. Or there was just some, you know, implants lying there. And he was like, you know what? While we're here, I know I didn't (laughs) ask her. And why am I... Uh, why am I put? Why am I enlarging breasts here in this clearly, probably like a cancer center that removes tumors or whatever? Yeah. Uh, and I'm just going to stick these in because they're here and they go bad. I don't know. And then oh there was God. a thing she said about Basic Instinct, which was she and uh, this story is now pretty old because it was in Rosie O'Donnell's uh, stand-up act, but it was a story that she told that she did. She was unaware of the shot in Basic Instinct where she unfold you know where she uncurls her legs and <laughs> folds them back over she would she thought that was they were just doing a test shot it was such a bizarre she was like what? i i was unaware they were doing that and then of course rosie o'donnell in her brilliant stand-up said like you have to light the pussy and it was like you have to get a uh, fo- like a, a range for focus on the pussy he she kept saying that it was such a funny routine. Yeah, uh, what was it? What was it? Like all of a sudden the director goes, hey, so you did this thing. What, what did I do? You crossed your legs one over the other and back and forth. And it was just like your legs were spread and we could, you know, we could see sort of like, you know, that. Uh, so we were thinking about using that. What? Right. No. Right. It's impossible. And she's like, listen, as you know, in rehearsals with short skirts, I never wear underwear. But when we shoot, <laughs> I put the underwear on. That's how it works. <laughs> It was such a weird thing to like those stories are like of all the just say, look, I did that. I wasn't comfortable, but I said, go ahead and do it. And you have basic. No one was asking her. Don't. And then you get like, Brett, you so you had it. And then I was like, what kind of there's a disconnect. Yeah, there's there's something. I, that's what I. So felt. did you ask her about quantum physics or something? So you're like, well, no, let's talk about rocket trajectory I- <laughs> if you want to get down to it funny you said i'm a harvard grad i have a law degree and i'd love to get into this with you yeah um, when you look at someone like uh what's his name uh genie bus's dad jerry jerry who was literally a rocket scientist a doctor. yeah oh yeah, yeah doctor literally science. designed parts for a rocket and then decided you know it's a smart move buying an nba basketball team that that's smart that's super smart and at no point have you heard that guy like just want to let you know i'm like 
off the charts smart and no one no one was questioning it no one was no one uh, no one uh, it's really weird do you know what happened later that night and i'll get off the sharon stone thing somebody scored with one of the top 50 bachelors according to people magazine folks he's looking at top 50 bachelors from i think 2004 and it was me top 50 bachelors of people and he's uh that's a it's a jab that it's is a not jab. a jab that's a uh, a ribbing and a, a ribbing a, and a compliment when you think about it an acknowledgement yeah thank you look w- were you ever the top 50 people well my wife would have been seriously pissed if i was one of the top 50 bachelors uh, <laughs> yes she would have <laughs> so what the hell we're married <laughs> uh i have been in the sexiest man alive epi- uh, episodes uh issues a couple of times wow but i think that's what proved that i wasn't i don't think because the photos true. weren't i not they weren't you were embarrassed yeah it was all just below the waist stuff what no i'm kidding uh, yeah uh i was <laughs> kind of like, like, eh, like how does that work i was like i think there's better f- photos that's how i always look at it uh it's like when yeah it's i always i always start going well you know what i could have done better in that photo weirdo i could have done better in that photo maybe the photographer could have chosen better it's like i'm blaming the accompanist when i'm trying to do a singing audition we're I mean, like if you had <laughs> did it right then I would have, then I would have been great. You know, you say that you couldn't take good pictures, but I look at your physique. And I know Dax talked about this. This isn't a picture. This is, this is no, just you. And, and I like you being comfortable and it you is. Know, Ryan has to resort to sitting on a, uh, on a stool. But I didn't that's, real. I didn't know the setup. So now I'm No, mad. you're a tall guy. You need to relax. You Thank need to you. lounge. How tall are you? Thank you for asking. I'm seven one. You were a liar. Six four. Six four. Yes. How long have you been six four? Uh, since I was a senior in high school, you just blossomed, bloomed. Uh, yeah, my dad entered high school and he fought, he boxed in below 100 pounds when he entered high school. And when he got out of high school, he was six one. Uh, he was tiny person. That's and what then, I was. Oh, well, there you go. I was That's- five foot two. Uh, I think as a freshman, I graduated five, four. And then my year in between college and high school, I jumped up to six feet. Wow. That's why I have back problems. But that's, that's probably why. What part of your back? Lower back. No, I can fix that. I don't think you can. I've had seven spine surgeries. Well, you're right. I can't. I was going to say, <laughs> if it's just always been a chronic thing, then I can give you a number of exercise because I had terrible lower back problems. And- okay. Well, I still want these exercises because maybe it will help. All right. So I would always blow my back out, my lower back. And I would be, I just have to lie down for like two days. And mm. I was like, I'm an old man. This is now 20 years ago. Right. And then I had kids who you have to pick up all the time. And my back was going out. And then I did a movie in 2013. Thank you. Deliver us from evil. Thanks a lot for remembering guys. I uh, do remember that. Thank you. I'm a uh, horror fan. Oh, God bless. Yeah. Uh, and then this, I, w- my back was spasming and I'm like, I don't know how I'm gonna do all this action stuff. And then this tiny little trainer named Ali Gritz, uh, on the West side said, I'm going to fix your back in about, uh, two weeks. And I was like, okay. Oh, and then yeah. it was deadlifts. I started with barely even the bar and I couldn't hardly do it. And she's like, we're doing it every day. And then in about four days, like five days, I was like, I'm a young man again. I was Are like, you serious? It's back. And now I have always had them in my routine. And I worked up to like, now I can do tons of weight. And I, whenever I do it, I'm like, all right, it's just a part of your body that people always ignore. Because yes. people are like, lift with your legs, lift with your legs, be careful. And then all of a sudden you treat the lower back as a china shop and you don't ever use those muscles. And you should, <laughs> if you isolate the muscles and do it safely, it's a le- new lease on life. 
So Thank deadlifts, you. that's when you kind of like, you have the bar, when you, you kind of bend your knees, you pick it you up. You barely bend your knees. You know, can you show me? I have a weight afterwards maybe absolutely, really quickly. Absolutely. Or you could yeah. send me a video or whatever you want. Seven but, surgeries. Seven surgeries, yeah. Um, fusions. This Did you have that. an accident? I played hockey and sports my whole life. Well, and uh, Yeah. But uh, you know how it's embarrassing because I think it happened in a grocery store. I was working at a grocery store. And we used to throw boxes off the uh, truck in the morning. Yeah. And I remember them throwing a, a big box of hard canned peas, hard canned peas, just hard a, canned, just peas. a can of peas. Yeah. Boxes. And I remember go, whoa, that's weird. You caught it or you I caught it, but I, something shifted in my back. Well, that's probably all, but it's not the grocery store. It was a culmination of the things that led up to you catching that at the grocery store hockey so, grocery store yeah stress so it was dysfunction like, all yeah. these things just added up and then there was the moment where you caught the very heavy canned pea box yeah pass the peas what, if you won't what, what was year was that that was 19 or what, how old were you uh, it was 1990 89 okay and so i had my first surgery when i was 18 wow yeah so i've had yeah all those since and they said it was a slip disc a bulge disc bulging disc i had pain shooting down my leg shooting the doctor says he needs immediate surgery he's gonna lose feeling in his leg and so i had I ended up having the surgery wow so, yeah i don't have that kind of pain anymore but it's just over so i was doing clean and jerks when i played football thank you yeah th this guy uh, this guy was a not a good football player well you are a walk-on yes so which, were, yeah which puts you in a category of uh you know uh cannon fodder so you are you are used to make the starters better so abused uh yeah in the most sort of like yes i would love to get out there and be abused by these division one all-american athletes because i want to yeah so right <laughs> it was fun as hell i loved it yeah. but uh but the i they made us do clean and jerks and i pulled all my the muscles in my lower back and pain shooting down my all that stuff couldn't move couldn't drive and the weight coach was just like come back in three days don't move and then it got better and so wow so far th two people who've told you to do something you listened and it worked and it worked <laughs> usually it's like oh i know this guy he'll fix you yeah. and it, no none of them work yeah but again it's not a safe sport how big were you i, I you're like 245 pounds six foot four as a walk-on i got to almost 250 pounds i think i walked on at about 220 pounds and i just ate and lifted weights and ran those were the days. And you could catch a ball. Are you still, you, you're very athletic. I was good at catching the ball, but nothing compared to the starters. I was, really? I, I was, I, I, I just a, that was a dream. They were so much better than me. Uh, Mark Bruner and Ernie Conwell, they went to the NFL and stayed many years and played in numerous Super Bowls. Did they ever invite you to come to a game? Absolutely not. No, uh, I've kept in minor contact over with, but it wasn't a thing where we like remained right. close friends. It was, it was, uh, yeah, those guys, uh, Ernie Conwell at the age of 21 was benching 520 oh, God. pounds oh, my God. and he was cleaning and jerking a 365 it didn't so, sound right it just doesn't yeah. sound right he's cleaning and jerking just he had he's three six three and six pound pounds of pressure just on it. jerking and cleaning he also could run the 40 yard dash in 4.5 oh, seconds God. and that is cruising at 300 he was almost 300 pounds jesus hey do you uh, this is back to the community days you did that six years we did it for six years we were canceled 
twice, but yes, we did it for six years. Because the people, the fans brought it back in a way. They had, is that true uh, or no? Well, be, yeah, because, well, when we were canceled the first time, uh, we went to Yahoo because Yahoo somehow did some analytics that, that the show was critically acclaimed and popular enough for them to try their streaming service, which they then blamed us and Paul Feig for shutting it down, which was unfair. But I like to tell people I shut down an entire streaming service. That seems like something pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and your IQ must be off the charts. Let me tell you about it. Um, my IQ was off the charts for when I did the movie. I'm trying to think of a Sharon Stone movie. that. Uh, when I did a sat. No. Oh, what was the one she did with Stallone? uh the, the the not the good fellows but the c- cantina the the, the cantina guys no not the cantina guys <laughs> the uh what's what is he it was like a bomber they were like setting up no no, no. that was assassins with oh, uh, antonio no. banderas um, <laughs> that was shot in seattle i remember that uh camelot now what is it it starts with a c doesn't it this is where the producer wait is it not is it not cliffhanger no, no. it's sharon stone and who Stallone? Stallone. Oh, no, I was wrong. I was way off. They had that shower scene that everyone was like, they have a shower scene. Hey, doing? You know you're crossing your legs right now. What? I did? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. You crossed your legs. I think we should use that shot. I didn't notice. <laughs> did I do that? Well, was I wearing underwear? Because as you know, <laughs> during rehearsal, I do not wear underwear. But when I shoot, I wear underwear. That's the thing. That's my thing. Oh, God. And this- thank God I got rid of these benign growths. <laughs> Oh my gosh, look at this. I these. was gonna jump on that, but you did. <laughs> Deep you in- did. Good grab. Good catch. You anyway, know, something you probably don't talk the specialist. about. The specialist. The specialist. I think it's Thank the cantina. Are you sure it's not the cantina? Are you sure it's not the uh, Camelot? The, can- the cantina guy sent it uh, right Camelot's there. Cantina. Camelot's cantina. <laughs> Camelot's cantina guy Jeez yeah, yeah. Louise. Inside of you is brought to you by Rocket Money. I love Rocket Money. You know why? Because everyone should have Rocket Money because it just helps you save money. How many times do we have subscriptions that we don't even know we have anymore and we're paying so much money? It's just throwing away money, Ryan. I, I found one. You And you did it. You told I me. I got Rocket Money. <laughs> I, I found one. It. I'm embarrassed to say how long it's been going on, but thank you for finding it. <laughs> My God. It was embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, because it's like you want to watch some show and you go, oh, I have to subscribe to this uh, this streaming, dev- uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you you start streaming the show, you watch it, you leave, and you forget after this trial period it kicks in and it's they're charging terrible. you 10 bucks a month. It's, it is embarrassing. Ugh. You know, 75% of people have subscriptions they've forgotten about. Before I started using Rocket Money, I thought I had, you know, like, oh, I have like five subscriptions. I could not believe it when they showed me I was paying for like four extra uh, between, you know, streaming advices and fitness apps, delivery services. It's never ending. And thanks to Rocket Money, I'm no longer wasting money on the ones I forgot about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lowering your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with the customer service for you. I like that. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash inside. That's rocketmoney.com slash inside. Rocketmoney.com slash inside. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know how many times I have to talk about this, but it's so important. If you're sitting there right now and you're stressed or you're anxious or you have a lot on your mind and you just bottle it up and you don't know what to do, it's going to come out and it's not going to come out in great ways all the time. Um, BetterHelp has helped me substantially. Ryan here has been using it for a while. And I, you know, don't you notice when you don't use BetterHelp? When you don't have therapy? Oh, the weeks where I miss a session? Of course, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's like the more you talk about something, even if you don't think you have anything to talk about, things come up and it puts your mind at ease. And we all carry around different stressors, you know, big and small. And at times we keep carrying them around rather than processing them and letting them go. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy from BetterHelp is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's for all of us. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. I think people think, oh, what if I don't like my therapist? If you don't, you switch them. It's that easy. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com inside today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash inside. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Now, look, this is probably something you don't talk about. You probably are just like, I'm not going to talk about it. But maybe you do talk about it. But I should just say it. Chevy Chase? Yeah. Yeah, I talk about it all the time. You do. I, I, I never heard you talk about it. But, you know, he's someone I loved. I grew up with. I was like, this is my favorite. I used to, People used to see kind of look like him if you, if, if Chevy and Barbara Eden had a baby. <laughs> and I was like, cool. I like him. Yeah. Um, I met him once. He was cool. Uh, and then when I heard all this stuff, I, I kind of got like, oh, fuck, man. Was he just a, a bastard on set that he just hated? And like, it, there's a lot of thoughts that go through because you read all the stuff that people say and you re, you know hear the, the media chatting about it. And then my theory was that in his world, he was like, I'm a movie star. I've been a movie star for a long time. And now I'm a guy who kind of comes up and says a funny line and does whatever. And this isn't good enough for me. And uh, I don't like being here. But that's just my theory. Hmm. But I don't know that what, what happened. So anyway. What, well, I think um, there was probably exactly what you just said. Uh, <laughs> I d uh, he was someone that did not want to be there for the hours that we were keeping. And the hours were long. There was no doubt about that. And uh, and it, the hours were the hours because we were shooting a movie every week. It wasn't right. it wasn't, uh, you know, documentary style uh, or anything like that, except for one episode. Uh, and so he didn't like that. And, um, there was no doubt. And I think he would absolutely agree. He sometimes could be in not great moods and, um, and that did, so he would have to be kind of shot out, you know, we'd have to get him 
uh, you know, we have to get him off out of, out for the day because he didn't want to be there that long. And so that, that was a big problem. Was that incredibly frustrating as the lead on the show? Did you ever have to have a conversation with him? Did they ask you to talk to him? Oh, I would tease. I would go, I'm literally missing my children growing up right now. Uh, but that's fine. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we would, we, he was so funny on the show. When you look at what was yeah. on camera, it's super funny. It's really good. Uh, but he was always, uh, he definitely did not want to be there that those hours. And I think there was some of the, he was a big, huge, obviously the biggest comedy star of the eighties right. or he was had the highest paid at least. Sure. But, but between Vacation and Fletch and, you know, the zillion other movies he did, Caddyshack and all that. Um, it, yeah, I'm sure there was some of that, but I know he was being well compensated for it. Right. That said, you get someone like Alec Baldwin, who did 30 Rock, who was in a, you know, big, huge movie star for a long time and then, you know, reinvented himself through that show. Um, but, you know, it was unfortunate. And then Chevy was, you know, then he left the show under uh quite crazy circumstances so um it uh was yeah it was definitely it it could be tough some days other days he was great did it sever the relationship with the other actors is there anybody who has a relationship with him who has checked in with him who still sort of like hey you know you you didn't like being on the show you retired you're older you whatever it is or or is it kind of severed i don't know i still have I called him a few years ago when I played him in a movie. Uh, I was so jealous of that because I thought I should play him. Oh, I was well, so jealous of you. I really was like, oh my God, Joel's so lucky. Well, I was the right height. So yeah, technically, I'm not, not that tall. I'm only six feet. Thanks for bringing that up. So but yeah. Uh, well, you're back. You would be much taller. But Chevy had a bad back. He did have a bad back. There you go. Yes. Uh, Another reason why I thought I should play him. Oh, oh interesting. No, I'm, I'm kidding. So go ahead. You called, no. him. you called him. I called him to tell him that I was going to play him, you know, like there's this movie going to be made and I'm going to be in it. I'm going to be playing you. And, but he was happy that Doug Kenny was getting his, uh, finally his due, uh, which, cause Doug Kenny really is kind of like the Hamilton of seventies comedy as far as, you know, like with creating national lampoon and, and then of course writing, animal house and and making caddyshack and then dying very young uh but uh uh you know i then i so then i called him when the movie was made i was like the movie's coming out now so uh and what did he, he answer the phone he talked to you he was he did it i mean i would text him to let him know i was gonna call him uh but uh he seemed fine with it and you know but we haven't spoken i don't know if anybody in the cast has spoken to him in a few years right i mean it's been a while but initially, I saw his wife, who is lovely, and right. uh, uh, but you know, it 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 was definitely contentious. But there, were, I mean, if you watch him on the show, he's super funny. super funny. I had I I wrote a treatment for a vacation sequel. Oh, because they were back when they were looking for one. They they obviously made it, and they didn't choose us. But I remember I had him and Bev sort of attached. Bev was really on, and Chevy was on, and they liked it. They loved the idea. So my writing partner at the time, Chris. McDonald, we pitched it to New Line, and they said, "Great pitch. We we love this pitch." And I thought, "This is a great fucking idea. This is the last hurrah. Everybody goes on this trip together." And they were just like, "Yeah, we don't want um, Chevy and Bev to be as prominent in the show. We, it's too much of them. We want them, you know." Wow. They're very little. And what and so was your response to that? Well, I guess this I could switch up the pitch. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, but that it was part of like they go on this one last family trip together and, you know, Chevy hands the keys off to it. It sounds great. It was great. And they just and you get the the mother from uh, the woman from uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. Yes. She was still alive Patty. at the time. Oh, the mom. Yes. The mom she was and, and a couple of the other characters and kind of I want I miss like Christmas vacation, the family all together. And that's what people could relate to. So I wanted yeah. one last hurrah. And it was I really loved the pitch. And we were a little we were we were sad because we worked really hard on it. But they went in a different direction. And that's just the you know, price you pay. Is there a world where you could make that movie with just people that are not uh, associated at all? I know the sure, pop, but I guess you could. Why not just do a, a great va- family, family vacation and make that movie where he, the dad just says, hey, yeah, uh, not Russ, but Roy. I'm, yeah. ha- I'm handing the keys to you. This is our there last trip. After this, this is our last trip. And then, or, or, or yeah. Why don't you play the dad? I'll play Randy Quaid. Wait, why do I have to play the dad? You think I'm well, old enough be to the play star. the dad? Well, I don't know about that. I don't know if people believe me as a dad yet. I don't know. The, do I look like a dad yet? No, like grandpa, dad, like you're right there. Ryan yeah, just He just goes like this. Fuck yeah. Well, you look like Ryan's dad. <laughs> no offense. Uh, but uh, oh, God. Yeah, why not just make that movie, right? <laughs> Go ahead. I mean, I think right here. Let's let's, let's pitch it out. Do you think people want to hear this? Yes. No. Okay. I don't think we should do it. I tried. I don't know. I don't think these people work anymore. And I just got sold. But I wanted to remake the movie Motel Hell. Oh, my God. It's one of my favorites. It's an amazing movie. What a great concept. It's such a great movie. You if, guys, it's such an archaic, you, like, beautiful, old yeah. school horror film. That was one of the first movies my mom rented and made me watch with her when I was eight. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm fucked up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we would sneak down into my friend Jason Cusack's basement, like for his second birthday. And like they had Showtime, and there was, the mom would be like, "Do not watch Motel Hell. We know it's on." And I don't Oof. know why they just didn't disconnect it, but of course we were like, "She's gone." Motel Hell. And for those of you who have not heard of it or seen it, it is worth it. There's a few it's sort fun. of. It's so fun. And then so I was like. Like to re my friend Scott Derrickson and I, who did Doctor Strange, and he did actually did um, uh, Ghost Cops, as my friend calls um, Delivers from Evil. But uh, we, we were like, we want to make it, and they're like, yeah, no. <laughs> I love like I, I was like, I, what we could just here's we could just get, we'll get you money. They're like this will get you money, and like, nah, no. Are you a big horror fan? Uh, I, I'm not a, I'm not like you Me, yeah. in that I have this, I really enjoy them. Me too. Good ones. There's a lot of bad ones. There's many, a many lot bad of ones. bad ones, yeah. but boy, the, the good ones are great. Yeah. Like it follows was a great, great. little horror movie. Great Very idea. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've written two and I'm, I'm, we're just going out with them now because I'm, I'm a big great. fan. I just love horror. I just, I, and I complain a lot because. You know, explain Rotten Tomatoes to me, because I know it's supposed to be like, well, it's all these reviews that add up to get the mean of the, you know, the average right. of score. And I go, I don't believe it. I don't believe that someone gave this an 87 percent. There's no fucking way. And it happens all the time. Do they does the studio hire? Well, like 87 percent is good. Right. And it, the movie's not that good. So oh. when I watch the movie and it's like this is a 40 at best and I'm maybe a 50, but 87 percent. So can you name names on a movie that you're like, this is not an 87 percenter? You don't have to. I don't want to put you on the spot. I want to no, be that guy. I just watched a movie called, uh, you know, I, I like I hate to bomb. Movies. No, maybe don't. But you don't. You know, it's called do it. something. OK, so that sounds good. And <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah. And I gave it a 99. So, oh, uh, well, I feel like that happens a lot where I was like, oh, that's not as 
that's not as good as that saying. It just doesn't. But it is interesting when the reviews are like 40% and then the, you know, then the people, the Always audience, look at the audience. Yeah, always look always at the Always look at the audience. If the audience are saying three out of five and the reviewers are saying 90%, listen to your fellow, fellow yeah. people. That's why Roger Ebert was such a great reviewer because yeah. he would be like, and you'd see him, he's like, okay, it's not the greatest movie, but boy, did I enjoy it. Yeah. He'd be like, there's some really great stuff and here's why it works so well, but it's not the great, it's not going to change your life. It's not important, but it's sure as hell fun. Have you ever had bad reviews? Like really bad? I was nominated for a Razzie for the Happy Time Murders, and which I took as a compliment. You should. But that movie got universally destroyed. And uh, I think it, it became one of those movies that, that people enjoyed destroying. So, you know, once that catches on, even though... You know, wasn't as uh, like there's movies I've been in that have bombed way bigger, uh, but nobody they weren't even a blip, and people were like, oh, well, it was just a thing. But they, uh, boy, I'm trying to think of like a movie where, oh, at, when I got Community, the review said of the pilot said this show is really great. It's got everything you need, but it's never going to work because of the lead, and that was just. Oh, oh, I've yeah. had shit like that. I had something where I won't name the movie because the other actor in the movie is a good friend of ours and would not like me mentioning this. But the review was the movie like they hated the movie. They go. So and so is not funny. So and so. Will never be funny. And Michael Rosenbaum has never been funny. And I was just what the fuck? And of course, you start going, didn't you see that? But I wanted to call the reviewer. That is not a review when you think about it. I mean, God. That is, da- that is not a review of a movie. <laughs> that is just insults, right? That, the guy just wanted to kill us. He just be wanted like, to be like, hey, what do you think of that reviewers? Do, do, you guys, do you guys like that critic? And they're like, you seen how he dresses? And be like, no, he dresses like an idiot. I was like, <laughs> but what did he think of Event Horizon? Uh, well, you Who know, Look at him. his mustache is stupid. <laughs> So when I see stuff like that, or when reviewers are like, well, here we go again with this thing where this guy does this thing. And I was like, wait, so you don't like the movie because the person in it did something you didn't like? Right. So what are we talking about? Exactly. You don't like these people. For some reason, you have something against them, so you were never going to like this movie. Yeah. It's like you can feel the glee when they get to take things apart. And I under, you know, like I hosted the soup where I enjoyed Making yeah, making fun of Bachelor in Paradise because they were barefoot and having sex and they were high and and, rippable and they fell out of the bed and then their boob you know like whatever it was it was like that seemed but when you go like that then when you see these guys that you can see them enjoying it right uh, then I'm like all right well well you know back to the soup you had to take over for John Henson no well he he left he left and then uh, Aisha Tyler came in Aisha Tyler came in and then it was uh. And that had been on for 10 years. Oh, see, I, point, I always think years. of it as John Henson and then you. That's uh, how I remember. No, it. I used it for two years. And at that point, it had already like okay. talk shows were already waning at that point. So in 2004, it was not even called the soup. We it started out being called the what the blank awards, which was a very confusing title. And when the new boss came in, Ted Harbert, he was like, I don't understand what that did. Someone forget it. It was supposed to be like the what the hell award, the what the fuck award, the right. what the heck awards. And so he was just like, don't we have that talk soup name? And then that became that. 
And you're asked to do how how often do you turn shit down? Because honestly, and you could be humble. Oh, you're nice. going to be humble about this. But I know that you probably get offers to, to for tons of shit, especially to host everything because you're so likable, personable. People want to bless you. But right. So you get a lot of offers to do so. Not as much as you'd think. Well, I mean, you got the, you know, the Joel McHale show. With uh, Joel not as McHale. much as I would like. Oh, yeah. Car- that car yeah. Sharks. You did the yeah. soup. You got I mean, you're kind of uh, crime scene kitchen. Crime We're scene kitchen. Now, everybody. Crime, crime scene kitchen on now. Someone's bleeding out. Someone's bleeding Frosting. out. It looks funny. Uh, it's it good looks times. just like you have a good time. You have a good rapport with the people and you're just like, they're very intense bakers. And of course that's my opportunity. And, to and funny enough, you were, we were talking about what people wear of the reviewer, but I remember in one clip you were looking at some guy and he's like, he's like, I'm going to keep harassing you about your turtleneck. And he's the woman goes, well, yeah. look at your wearing. And he's like, yes, but I'm the host. Right. Yes. So it's very, you know, she you was dressed like she was hunting foxes in 1850 and he <laughs> was wearing a wool turtleneck. They, they're both brilliant bakers, but I was like, dude, and he could see the sweat put, like around the seams. And I was like, enjoy baking in here in a, in your, I don't know, your ski chalet with all the windows open, but it's not. <laughs> anyway. Oh God. Uh, happily. Happily. Yes. Happily. I have to see that. Uh, good times. Ben David Grabinski. Of course I He's, know him. Ben David. I've, yes. I've known him for years and I, and I'm going to, I'm going to watch this film. Uh, yeah. Carrie Bechet is one of the best actors I've ever worked with. And she's, I don't know why she's not a gigantic movie star. Uh, and then the rest of the cast is just, was it a fun great, time? Great fun. Was time. it hard? It wasn't that, I mean, no, it, it was a, it, Ben ran a really tight set and the director of photography is a genius. And so, Everything was pretty well put together. Uh, it, you know, it's a very tiny little movie, but it was really fun to make. And the only thing, the only real hiccup was one of the sewage pipes burst in this super modern mansion we were shooting in. And the sewage flowed out all over the carpets. And, and did it smell like shit for the remainder of the shoot? It was pretty rough. It was when you're doing a party Ooh. scene and you're trying to eat. And then all you're doing is smelling waste it's do you think chevy would have wanted to go home uh well i don't know you all wanted to go home when that that, there was a lot of like can we keep the windows open during but then they dried it out and i don't know how we were walking around barefoot because we're all it was like a pool scene so oh god yeah i was amputated so it was bad i gotta see this flesh aiding i want to see you amputated uh yeah let me know what you think yeah i love horror i I watch it all the time and i'm always it's not horror happily it's not no you just said you got your leg cut off no from walking in the sewage yeah it was a joke yes oh yes i didn't get it i mean i didn't i wasn't smart enough to receive or i didn't deliver i think you delivered it perfectly because i think you laughed yeah no i I got it thank you (laughs) jesus Thank you, Josh Hartnett's brother. <laughs> he kind of does, right? That's a comment. You're a handsome guy. I'll hey, take that. I got to ask this. Your body's so tight. We've talked about this. Your body. Well, thank yeah, you. I, I know you look. You look really great. It's really just desperation. But and you midlife crisis. <laughs> but you fast, right? Effect. You do this fasting thing. I hear. I used to do a lot of Did that. Did that work? Did it the worked fat- for a long time, and then it kind of started not working because I think I put my metabolism into a state where every time I would get eat a lot then it would be like thank you for this we're going to keep this as long as we possibly can and uh, so you get bloated and things i just noticed that when, when i would have a meal i was like oh i'm not kind of maintaining the weight i want to be at this is getting very specific guys but now i find that small meals and just really portion control more more than anything is that's my problem i try to eat big meals like three times three times a day but you should have smaller meals like four or five small meals a day i really only like dinner is the real meal that i have so this morning i've had a handful of nuts 
And that's some, it. Yeah. Are you some, dying right and now? Some blueberries. No, I'm so used to that that I mean, I'm sure I've had like five cups of coffee. Nice but, mug, by the way. Uh, to which are you referring? It's an mm. inside of you mug. You can get on the inside of you online store. <laughs> what do they retail for? I don't know, like seventeen bucks. But it's right now, mug. But right now, on sale for eleven ninety nine. And just swipe up. Swipe up. Don't swipe. Don't swipe. swipe. I'm not swipe in control up. of that. And then you'll. <laughs> You know what else I feel good about is eleven ninety nine for just this moment. Flavored water. Mm, hint is, a, is it's hint. You know what? They don't give me any money, but I love them, and they send me tons of water, and I really like their water. Hint's really good, delicious. Uh, I can I say uh, this is a pretty important statement. Draw cut it. That when people nice. oh shoot that when people like <laughs> like you like hint right? Yeah, I do. It's like great. Hint. It's very tasty. Yeah, and then people are like, he's getting paid for that. But they really just send you a bunch of a few boxes. They, they, I don't get paid at all. They just right. send me when I need and water. That hap- I feel like that happens a lot with celebrities uh, who ha- or ha- people that have a presence on um, social media. And they're like, he's getting paid for that. And uh, and then <laughs> sometimes they do. But right. uh, and that's pretty obvious. But a lot of times it's like, no, nah, I just I just really like a Yeti mug. <laughs> I just, I just really, I went out and spent 30 bucks on it. So. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So you really, are you, are you saying you believe that they're just, they just like the product? What are you saying here? Because it sounds like you're saying, yeah, this Yeti mug that I'm using, <laughs> I, just, I am no, getting paid like, for this. Uh, well, like sometimes like I'll post a photo or something like, oh yeah, okay, I see. <laughs> nice Land's End sweater. Well, uh, so. Yeah, I get a couple thousand dollars for that. Yeah, I, that was, that sweater definitely. The was Land's good. End. But thank you for the hint. I will definitely drink it soon. You know, briefly, I just want to talk about like you found out you were dyslexic after your your your, your kids. Yeah, after my first kid was diagnosed, which it, it was one of those things I probably should have noticed earlier. Or, but, but how do you notice it? What are this? Because now that you know, you could probably tell the world the symptoms so that they can kind of look out for that. Maybe if you read very slowly and you can't spell shit that's a pretty good sign <laughs> well shit and when you look at words you're like okay and people like they're backwards i was like ah, i don't really look like anything and uh and when you say things backwards you is don't that- no people are like oh they're backwards i was like it's not backwards okay. it's just kind of like uh jumbled you know. yeah it's just uh, doesn't look right and uh so you read very slowly and uh, and I think at that time when I was a kid, it you you did not tell people you'd like, I don't think I'm so you I like literally I was tested and they're like, he seems smart, but um, he's what we call a slow starter. And they so and then I told the doctor that who diagnosed my first kid and she was like, put her head down. They're like, they told the second grader he was slow. I was like, ah, yeah, that was not probably. Yeah. And the, the, you don't think about that stuff, but like when spelling bee days would come up, people would be, start doing like slow claps for me before I even started talking. Cause they were like, spell thorough. I'm like, here we go. And, uh, so I never knew that. I, to this day, that's a tough word. Thorough. Yeah. I always thought if you were trying to learn English and they were like, here's thorough though and through. They mean all different things. Yes. So good luck. <laughs> I would say like, you know how you get to qu- ask somebody, like, is that a noun? Is that a, I'd say thorough. Is that a, a, a person, an artist? <laughs> um, Henry, George. Henry I mean, David. Yeah, Hen- th- thorough. <laughs> thorough. Thorough. Uh, George yeah. Thorough. Good. Bad <laughs> to the bone. Uh, Rock, yeah. yeah. But now, but you, but dyslexic people, they never lose it, but you definitely find ways to uh accommodate mm-hmm. so so believe me when the soup started 
and they were like, okay, here's a half an hour of jokes on, on a teleprompter. I'd be like, well, how often do you mess up? So, uh, it took me four hours to get through 22 minutes of jokes. If you take a cut out the commercials, I bet it would take me that long too. forever. So, but by the time, once I got into it and the anxiety went down, which I had a ton of, cause I'm yeah. like, Oh, but don't fuck this up. And I would, I would like right. show the clip and I'd be like, I'm doing well. And then, ah, oh, and so, uh, I got, so, then we started doing the show live. So I began you, I began Oof. like, Hey guys, I've got dyslexia. I don't know how this is going to go. So I started using it as a promo. Right. Right. And only one time did they have to, I screwed up and I was like, ah, fuck. And then the, all their eyes were bright. I'm like, Ugh, and they hit the button and I was like, Ooh, I said, fuck. And they're like, hit the button again. <laughs> so fuck. it became sort of fun. And right. uh, I became, I was like, I'm just going to use, this is the way I'm going to use it. And I always looked at David Letterman as the king of, if he didn't like a punchline, he would point it out and say it for the rest of the show. And so then when that started, I was like, oh, just do that. Because then if I screwed something up, I'm like, remember that punchline I missed? Oof, that would have been great. People would love that. That would have been <laughs> right, a great right. moment for people at home to enjoy. Anyway, so that's how I adapted with it. And so to this day, right. I don't read books. I just listen. I mean, thank God for Audible. It's... It's the, yeah. it's, it has changed my life because it's all I do now. I don't even listen to music as much as I used to because I just, I, you just lie there and just listen to a great story. When I work out, that's when I do you, it. Really? You yeah. listen when you work out. I listen to books when I work out. Don't you need something? Well, maybe you should listen to a reading of like the fugitive. So you have the energy. I mean, well, I do, I did listen to, a, <laughs> I do listen to a lot of Jack Reacher, uh, when I <laughs> Jack work out Reacher. because those books are written so well and they move along so well that. Right. Uh, but sometimes I like I decided I'd go back and try to listen to a lot of the classics. So so once you get pretty knee deep in Dostoevsky and you're trying to keep track of Jeez. all the names and then all their nicknames, I had to I literally would write it. I was like, I had to keep a list. I was oh, like, God. OK, this is Misha, who has a nickname. Uh, and so, yeah, that one that was, you know, we do a segment in the beginning, which we just started. Uh it's it's it, we didn't do this yet, but just it's quick. It's a it's a mental health check in. It's called just how you doing? How you doing? And, and really, just it's just how your mental health is now. How you're feeling? You know, whether you have anxiety, what you do for your anxiety, what what you're feeling now, right now, or this last week, or like lately. Uh, pretty good. Uh, I am. I I like to think that I am like, hey, things are going fine and well. What problems do you have? What don't complain? What do you have to complain about? Mm. Uh, but then I, you know, when I wake up at four in the morning in a panic, I'm like, what think, are you panicking I think, about? Uh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen with the rest of everything? Uh. And a lot of that, a lot of like, am I ever going to work again? Uh, are my kids going to be okay? How's my wife doing? A lot of that. And, um, so that's uh, yeah. not fun. Well, what helps that? You like four Ambien and a shot of vodka. Yeah. And then I can sleep for a perfect hour. You liar. No. Uh, what helps? <laughs> Talking to my wife. Uh, I should probably go to therapy. Right. Which I, I don't, but I should. And um, yeah, it's like, it's funny. I just read a Ryan Reynolds quote of all. Uh, and he was just like, yeah, I, he's the same. He, I, he basically said exactly what he was like i never turn anything down because i live in a constant state of anxiousness and i was like yeah that's me uh that's perfectly perfectly described and uh i am running i am on a 
I'm on a gerbil's wheel all the time. Because when I first got here, when it started, I mean, because I was so, you know, that moment where you're like, I just want to work. I just want to work. And then, yeah, yeah. then there's that flip where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm working. It's happening. And it doesn't necessarily uh, scratch the itch, but, uh, but that attitude of hustler, like being an actor, you're always hustling. You're, that's the nature. And I think sometimes that's very healthy. And then other times it just keeps the um, pistons going the whole time. And then when you go on vacation, you have a panic attack. So uh, that train, I have not really learned how to get off of. I, I, and I think you're like me in that I truly love working. I love it. I cannot believe people pay me to do what I love, but that is separate than the, uh, you know, than just like keep the ball, keep the plate spinning all the time. Right. I, I, yeah, I, I hear that. I, I, for me, I, you know, the more I work, I, I just envelop myself in things so much that I, I, I'm so hard on myself that I oh, work yeah. extra hard and I, I spend way more time learning lines, getting in the care, whatever it is, that it's kind of hell. Yeah. It's not really fun. Hmm. It's not fun. When I, you're there doing it, is it fun? When I'm there doing it, um, yeah, it, it is fun because I like people and I like crews and I like mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And if it's a fun role. It's always good. You know, some people go, I don't care. I just like to work. I'll do anything. And I go, I'm not, I, I can't do that. I, I have to I really, I have to really just love what I'm, it's not just about love what you're doing, but love what you're saying, love the people you're working with. It's a bunch. It's a combination of a lot yes, of things. I agree. So, but that's a lucky thing. It's but lucky I, enough thing to work, but a lucky enough to be on something that's good. That's extra lucky. Yeah. It's rare. I think people, yes, it's, it's so rare when you're on something really good yeah. and rare when that good lines up with a bunch of people that want to see it yeah yeah it's very and i can i was like oh that's that's uh what even seinfeld said they're like are you gonna do another version of seinfeld and he was he said something like it's really hard to hit four grand slams in yankee stadium again (laughs) and i was like damn that's a good analogy of how perfect perfectly he threaded all the needles with what an extraordinary show yeah extraordinary characters and it was you just universally love i think it's the same thing on a different level i mean obviously the community or smallville weren't as big as seinfeld nothing is but on the same level what has he done since community if that was that or what has he done since smallville i'm like i can only really go down for the most part i can only (laughs) go downhill i've I've tried about a million things yeah i mean it's for me to get better than that that's i mean that was a huge show community was a huge show so that's funny because the the whole time we were like i think that's it yeah, this is it. This you know, is we were told on. numerous times at the end of seasons, they were like, hey, can this last episode be the season and series finale? <laughs> like, that's how, like, just the confident, like the, like the network just going like, well, we'll see. We might have something better. And uh, we're Unbelievable. Like, oh, yeah. They're and you like, all loved it. You wanted to be there. We all knew we, the hours were bananas, but we all knew because we would do these table reads, which were. Uh, so great and then i would stand up and point at the like the sony and the nbc executives and i was like do not change a word and then i'd walk out and and they were like hey you're like a bully i'm like yeah i'm this fuck yes don't do it don't change anything and uh so yeah and they didn't you seem like a guy that doesn't uh really when you get mad, everybody goes, ooh, there's a reason. Because you don't seem like you get mad very often. If you lose your shit, Joel's yeah. upset, something's, something's real. Is I that am, right? I am amazing at 
blowing up at inanimate objects. Like that right there, that mask of... If the mask was not staying up on that thing, I might destroy it. You might kill uh, Jason Voorhees. Yesterday, I was logging into a computer I hadn't logged into. And I so I had, you know, you had to get the code from your like log into Gmail. And it said, do you uh, and you put in your and I accidentally hit reset password. And Uh the Zoom call had started four minutes earlier and I screamed, God damn it. And my wife came in and she's like, where's the emergency? And then, you know, when I explain it, it's I sound like an insane person. We're like, well, I accidentally pushed reset password. This that merited me screaming. (laughs) And uh, she just rolled her eyes. Yeah, she's like, uh huh. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go. Uh, you know, deal with the education of our children. So um, <laughs> I'm gonna calm the kids down. Yeah, I'm gonna go <laughs> take care of real life problems. So, uh, hey, really quick, and and we're, we're done. We just there's some shit talking, rapid fire questions yes. from fans from Patreon. I love my patrons. Go to Patreon.com/slash inside of you. But do you think there'll ever be a uh, community reunion? Because they're doing all these other shows. Uh, if you had asked me that a year ago, I would have said yes, but no. And uh, I would have said, like, eh, who knows? Uh, but we did a table read a year ago, and it was so much fun. And Donald came, so it was great. And then uh, Pedro Pascal played this part in the in a table read. And I, bur- like, I burst out crying with my wife afterwards because I was just like, I missed all those people oh, so wow. much. I mean, just crying. And I was like, I couldn't keep it in. And uh, so I think now more than ever it's possible uh but as you know uh you need like millions of dollars you need schedules to line up you need scripts i think you need the head of the whole operation to go i just love that show yeah maybe right you need you need you'd like if you're building an aircraft carrier there's a lot of parts that go in and yeah you need an admiral to go like let's make it and uh uh, so I would say it's, it's more likely now than it was. It's more likely. Well, than it was a year ago. Okay. But, All right. Uh, but I, uh, you know, again, if someone out there has a, like, I don't know, $40 million. Guys, come on. You want to see a community reunion? 40 mil. That's and it. And the mugs I'm are sure seventeen ninety nine dollars 99 for yeah, the mug. There's a couple of hedge fund guys <laughs> listening, right? Sure, they must be. All right, this is Rapid Fire with Joel McHale. It's called Shit Talking with Joel McHale. Fast answers. Here we go. Rapid. Nico P., I had the pleasure of watching you perform at theater sports here in Seattle on many a weekend. How did that help you in your career? Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Um, I think the sheer number of hours of stage time really helped. Being on stage four nights a week for years and just being out there really helped me a lot. And, of course, being there with a group of incredible improvisers. Michelle K., best prank that happened on the community set? Uh, Donald would try to pull my pants down all the time. Could do it now, though, could he? Because uh, that shit would have, fl- you know, that would fly years ago. I would try that stuff. With uh, my, with well, my, no, I, with I, my guy friends. I did give him permission. Oh, oh, okay. You can <laughs> right do it. Before. Just, I don't want to know about it. Just surprise me. No, there was never like a, there wasn't like, like, we, it wasn't like a prank where like we all spent, you know, like, it was like, I did it. I, I stuffed their trailer full of cotton balls that never, there was any, nothing <laughs> right, like that. Right, right, right. So but I, the pants, that's funny. I like the pants. It is, yeah. Really Sarah F., what was the funniest thing you saw while hosting Crime Scene Kitchen? I think the disastrous desserts, there's a couple that are coming up that are pretty amazing. Did it just make you genuinely laugh? Oh, laugh so hard there. And like there's I can't. uh, Yeah, there I we ate raw eggs on this 
Oof. last one where I'm like, hey, let's hope it, we're not sick. Steph A, are you and Ken planning on returning to the Darkest Timeline podcast? Ken is the busiest person on the planet. And so uh, we would love to, but we but soon as August hit, he started the Mass Singer and I... Then that ended, then I did card sharks, and then so we just kept missing. So I would love to, but we'll see. I love that he crashed uh, your interview with Kelly Clarkson. That was cute. Uh, was, that was fun. So great. He's, Di- even though I hate his guts, he's one of my best <laughs> friends, and I love him so much. Diane R., did you have a nickname in elementary school? In uh, high school, I was just called the asshole. No. Uh, <laughs> Ass Joel. Yeah, no. Uh, my friend Adam Satesmic <laughs> would call me McMailman, uh, but that was about it. No, really? I didn't. No, I didn't. Mikhail. Mikhail. Well, because I would have called Carl, you Mikhail. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You never heard that one? That's no. too easy. Mikhail. Yeah. It was because Carl Malone, who was on the Utah Mailman. Jazz, was right, called right, Mailman, right. and I played basketball, so they called me McMailman, even though I rode the bench most of the time. Seems like you rode the bench in college and football. I was on a very good basketball team. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, but uh, I got in sometimes. You got in. You scored. Our guard was. Yeah, he was like six or seven. Lisa H, final question. What was it like playing Starman on, on Stargirl? And did you enjoy putting on the tights? Absolutely. When the two people would come into my trailer to help me get into that thing, I felt like a superhero. I'd be like, there's a crime happening. Let me get two people to help me get into this thing for 40 minutes. Uh, yeah, it's so much fun on Stargirl. And I, a lot of my scenes are with Luke Wilson. Oh who man. I am he is responsible for some like some of the biggest laughs I've ever had in in movies like yeah. that scene in Royal Tenenbaums when he's playing tennis I couldn't control myself I had to like just I couldn't breathe it was so funny so the fact that I've gotten to know him a little bit I'm just like damn this is great and uh Breck Bassinger who plays Star Girl is tremendous and she's like 22 and you know she's in every scene and she's great and Can then you do an course, Owen Wilson impression yeah, uh, uh, let's see. He told us like, uh, I was like, I'm just gonna get some groceries <laughs> that you had the, the, the word groceries. Yeah. yeah Cause no, I don't know. It's like, it's like, does this thing where he just, just like choose. That's everything. Owen. I'm doing oh, Luke. Oh, you're I, did, doing Luke. I did Luke. You're doing Luke. Yeah. Oh, so if Owen and Luke are talking, I was like, so hey, Luke, you want to go over and have some like breakfast or something? Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm going to get some groceries. Well, you know, they have eggs here at the breakfast place. Yeah, I don't want those. All right. I don't all know. Right. This was this cool, was terrible. Cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to get it. I mean, Idiocracy is going to be is the one of the most underappreciated movies. It really is. And I remember I auditioned that and I uh, was the biggest fail of an audition I've ever had. And Dax got it. Well, and, and think about to this day when Dax, like, oh, I'm on it. I mean, <laughs> it's incredible what he did. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. I remember I went in there for Mike Judge. And I just pictured Mike Judge as wanting something so off the wall that I remember I brought a statue of my dog that was wow. about this big. And I remember I just put it on his desk and I had this big dip in. And I was just like, you want me to do that right now? You, you, you want me? And uh, I thought I was like, it was so out there. That reminded me of Stephen Root in Office Space. Really? Who, by the way, isn't happily. And he's a fucking genius. He is a genius. But I All remember right. I called my manager at the time and I go, I killed it, right? I killed it. He goes, Mike was kind of scared. <laughs> I go, what? He goes, yeah, he just said, didn't know what you were doing. He just was really, it was, he said it was one of the most uncomfortable things he's ever witnessed. 
and you're like, I got it. And I was like, so then I'm in. Yeah, no, uh, but you know, you sometimes you go for it and you just fail. See, and then you tell that story, and I'm like, "Mm, someday I'll audition for Mike Judge. See, that's that's how I just don't go too big. You want subtle? I love money. (laughs) I have I tweet that out once, just every once in a while. I'm like, I cannot believe how funny. That's amazing. We need to get some money, and he's like, I love money, and I'm like, oh, so (laughs) fucking funny. Did you ever see it, Ryan? Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah, it is. It is underappreciated, that's for sure. My friend Sarah Rue's in that. Who else is in there? Um, what's his name? Big Muscle. Uh, Horatio Sands is in there. Horatio, and uh, Terry Crews. Terry Crews plays Cruz. the president. Yep. And of course, Maya Rudolph is oh, yeah. a, a who uh, who should be given like twelve Oscars now yeah. for what she does. Yeah, she's uh, pretty genius. <sighs> well, look, this has been. All, I mean, this it feels like. I'm glad you were comfortable. First of all, I don't yeah. think you'd be comfortable sitting. You'd have been more uncomfortable. I would have had. I eventually have to put my legs up. Like even when I sit in movie theaters, I'm like, we're gonna put my legs. So those full back seats. Yeah, I'm just oh, like, they're great. So this has God. been comfortable for you. This is great. This has been great. It felt like just a conversation with a buddy. It really did. It Do just you get fl- ones where you're just like, and now uh, another uh, question, and they oh, answered yeah. it, and now I have to ask them another question. And we're still trying to keep this ball in the air. It's happened. I've, we've had some that are just a little all over the place. I mean, most of them are great. Most of their guests are great, but there's been a couple that I just have to you know you ask a question they're like yeah that was fun you're like holy shit uh but what did you and i'm going down like i'm diagramming a sentence like you know and i'm just right like, going and then down. you're like I'm, you're, that's when you are dancing and then i'm like <laughs> yeah and i'm like well thank you that was great like that was a 20 minute interview yeah. and then people are pissed because there's five ads in 20 minutes <laughs> it was like, yeah, that you didn't say anything yeah what was that's i gonna like do every so many baseball players they're like Hey, you had a good game by the seventh inning. You did that and just go six. How did you think it went? It was good. Good. I'm like, what the? F- <laughs> How do you feel like you played tonight? Uh, it's, you know, it's every game is, you know, important. It's okay, a, why well, do they even interview these people? I wish every they would just- athlete after the game, with an exception of a few, it's the same answer. What were you thinking at that moment? Oh, that I just had to hit the ball. Right. Okay, and then you did, but when you hit it, were you surprised that you hit it? Maybe it's the interviewer. Maybe they're not getting deep enough. I don't know. Maybe if the guy was just like, I hate that guy. When he throws the ball, I hate him, and I just want to hit him with a bat, so I just hit his (laughs) ball as hard as I could. All right, I love you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. It's so good to spend time with you. Yeah, it was really fun. Your house is amazing, and I'm not kidding. Thank you. I really enjoy it. I've stolen three things. Hope you enjoyed that one. I know I did. I know Ryan did. I did. You did. I did. You know, and when you have to edit these things, I think that you sometimes, if you if you really are excited about it, it's easy to edit when you're excited about a guest. Yeah, I'd say so. And when you're not enjoying the guest, it's probably not that easy. That happens. Not not often. Because you have to edit it to make people enjoy it and be the best episode it could be and mm-hmm. not be selfish. <laughs> <laughs> That's the wrong word. But you know what I mean? You can't be like, well, I don't really care about this one, so I'm going to give it a half-assed job. No, I give every edit the same care. And and it shows. It shows. Uh, If you guys want to join Patreon, the Patreon wonderful family, if you don't know what Patreon is, it's giving back to the podcast, giving a little extra something to the podcast. Uh, You join at patreon.com slash inside of you. I write you a message right after you join or soon after. And uh, you get things like uh, packages every couple months from me. You get notes from me. You get questions that I answer um, on video. There's uh, YouTube lives. There's questions you get to ask the guests. There's a bunch of different tiers. But more importantly, everybody on there has become family. And a lot of friendships have spawned. Well, now you said it in a creepy way. Yeah, you, you spawned last episode. Spawned. 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 So um, join Patreon. Patreon.com slash inside of you. 
Also, if you want to go to the Inside of You online store, a bunch of cool stuff there. Check it out. New mugs, journals, Lex Luthor stuff, Smallville stuff. Uh, I think you'll get a kick out of it. Also, Sunspin, my band, is playing July 31st. Two shows, 2 p.m. and 6 p.m. Get tickets. You can get tickets at sunspin.com. Uh, it's going to be great. We haven't played in a month or two months, so this is going to be a big concert. So I hope you enjoy it. You come do it. You can get tickets at sunspin.com or stageit.com and type in sunspin and get tickets and join the family because there's going to be a lot of fun people there. Um, I think some people might crash the party. Maybe you'll crash the party, Ryan. I always crash parties. Uh, also letting you know, guys know that I'm going to be at some conventions coming up. I mean, like soon. Get your tickets. I'll be in Houston folks uh and that's that's coming up that's july 17th and 18th i'll be in houston just go to comicpalooza.com get your tickets i'll also be in september 4th dragon con lexington on september 9th and west virginia mountaineer comic con september 24th i know a lot of you are coming i can't wait to see you at each and every one of them uh you might be the only ones my lovely patrons coming to see me supporting me yeah well i appreciate you guys listening and uh I'm going to keep doing this as long as you keep listening. Spread the word. Write a review. You know who you are. You mean a lot to me. Let's do the top patron shout outs. Nancy. D. Mary. B. Leah. S. Trisha. F. Sarah. V. Little. Lisa. Yukiko. Sorry. Said uh-huh. that one. Jill. E. Brian. H. Lauren. G. Nico. P. Robin. S. Jerry. W. Robert. Uh, B. Nice. Jason. W. Apothean. Sorry. Uh-huh. Said it again. Kristen. K. Amelia. O. Allison. L. Lucas. M. Raj. C. Joshua. D. Emily. S. Wow. CJ. P. Wow. Samantha. M. Jennifer. N. Stacy. L. Carly. L. H. Fuck. Then there's a Carly. Oh, uh, then there's a Carly L. A Carly S. L. Carly S. Then Jen S. Jamal F. Stop me if you know any. Janelle B. Tabitha 272. Not because with 273. <laughs> yes. Kimberly E. Mike. Mike. Good old Mike. Mike E. Correct. Mike E. Mike E. You'll remember that now. Eldon Supremo 99. More. Ra. Mira. Santiago M. Yes. Sarah V. Sarah F. Chad. I did her. Oh, Chad. This is where it gets dicey. Yeah. Chad W. Leanne. Leanne uh, P. Ray. H. A. Or A first. Maya. P. Maddie. S. Kendrick. F. Ashley. Don't know. E. Shannon. D. Matt. X. W. <laughs> Nobody has starts with an X. <laughs> I was hoping. Uh, Belinda N. Kevin V. James R. Chris H. Dave H. Samantha S. Spider Man. Chase. Sheila. G. Brad. Oh, uh, D. Ray. H. Tabitha. T. Tom. N. Suzanne. B. Liliana. A. Michelle. K. Marcus. W. Hannah. Uh, You're astonishing. Um, Hannah B. Yeah. Michael. Myers. Michael S. Talia M. Andrew T. Betsy D. Claire M. Liz J. Laura L. Chat L. Rochelle. Nathan E. Taylor K. Marion. Marion. Meg K, Janelle P, Trev L, Dan N, Diane R, O. Ajeta. 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 Lorraine G, Veronica K, Big Stevie. W. Kendall. Don't know. T, Carol D, Sandy M. No, Sandy B. Sorry, Sandy. Sandy. 
Angel M, Eric C, Rhiannon C, Stephen M, Corey K, Super Sam, sure. Emily C, Sherry S, Coleman G, David C, Michelle A, Riley J, Matt W, Liz L, Jeremy C, Andy T, Cody R, Chris E, Sebastian K, Gavinator, Anne H, Elliot M, John B, and Brandy D. Those are the wonderful patrons who give extra every month who I adore. Thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for continuing to give. And, uh, you know, it's hard because every four months I have to send a box and I don't always have new merch. And, but I think they understand. I, I get that, like, they know that I write a note and they know that I'm giving stuff and that uh, I try. You know, I, I could be thoughtful every once in a while. Speaking of merch, what about that one? They have that one? Oh, yeah. This is the new blue, the white, the blue white and white one, blue inside mm -hmm. of your mug, and it's available. And also a black and silver one, too. I burned myself in the black and silver one. I put it in the microwave, and I, I didn't know that it was like just metal there. And oh. I touched it, and it literally burned my hand yesterday. Oh. So just don't put it in the microwave if it's metal. <laughs> it's the first thing you learn in Homeic. <laughs> God. Uh, thank you guys for all the support. Don't forget all the cons I'm coming to. You can rewind um, uh, the Patreon, as we talked about, sunspin.com if you want to get a Zoom from me, um, and you want to get tickets to the show on July 31st, 2 p.m. and 6 p.m. It's going to be a wonderful stage since we haven't done it in two months. And uh, thanks for all the support. A lot of good news coming uh, coming up. Um, and I don't know what I can announce, really. So that's the thing. There's, there's good stuff going on, but I can't really announce things. Um, I'm doing a lot of writing, doing a lot of writing and creating. And uh, who knows, maybe Ryan will be involved in something I do, or I'll be involved in something he does. Who knows? You can do with this, or you can do with that. You can do with this. Remember that song? Yeah. Who Bla sang that? Black Sheep. Who's the black sheep? What's the black sheep? That was a good song. All right. From Michael Rosenbaum here in the Hollywood Hills. And uh, from Ryan Tay is uh, also in the Hollywood Hills at this moment. Uh, we love you guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, once again, I hope you're having a fantastic week and be good to yourselves. Most importantly, thanks for allowing me to be inside each and every one of you. And thanks for coming back and listening each and every week. Um, thank you so much. All right. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was the three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.